into the online broadcast network. After Buzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hey guys, welcome into another Dodgers Wrap 360 After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. I am Bobby DeMuro. That right there is Mike Conley. Mike, you can look at the camera over here. Oh. So, so Mike, let me tell you, since this is apparently your first show, these yeah. are microphones. You talk into them, you say hi. These right here. Yeah, that right there. Will do. Uh, don't lick it. Don't uh, bite it. Just, just leave it there. All right. <laughs> these are expensive. Those are cameras. You look at them, you say hi there. Folks, if you're watching uh, on the live stream right now, you guys can tweet us. Well, you can tweet me. He doesn't have a Twitter. I am at Bobby DeMuro. You guys can tweet me literally right now if you want to talk Dodger stuff. You can also tweet at AfterBuzzTV. You should be following them already. If you're not, hit subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, all those good places if you're not already doing it. Big news today on Dodgers Wrap 360. The Dodgers are in the playoffs. They are. And they have home field for the division series. Two things we knew were going to happen. Home field was a little less, you know, it was a little dicey for a minute, but we figured figured that was going to happen. And it did. They will play the Mets in the playoffs, I believe, October 9th is the first day for that. I don't know if they've released times yet. If they have, I haven't seen it. So if they did release a time, uh, tweet it to me. I'll look at it after the show. Tweet but it. either way, it's going to be October 9th. It's going to be at Dodger Stadium. It's going to be at the New York against the New York Mets. We will get into that uh, very shortly. I think we want to focus on the playoffs a lot this week. And just a programming note before we really get into it, we are here as long as the playoffs are here. So as long as the Dodgers are in the playoffs, we're running shows. We are also going to run a wrap show after the season. So whatever... Week the season ends, if it's hopefully not, you know, soon, if it's the World Series, whatever it is, we're going to run one extra rap show after the year, covering the entire season and the winter and the future and that sort of stuff. So just uh, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned. Um, all right, let's talk Dodgers. So they so so you got to figure with all this stuff locked up today was yeah. a day to just rest everybody and you know it was like a scrimmage game. It's kind of like going back to March, right? You so, rest everybody. So Clayton so Kershaw Clayton. started. Yeah. Well, no, but it's three hundred strikeouts. I know. That's the beauty. It's That's amazing. Uh, when Such was a the, numbers game this baseball. When was the last time that happened? Because it's been a while. The last time um, it happened uh, for the Dodgers? Ever. Was, I feel, okay. I feel so first, derelict in our duties. He's first one uh, since Koufax threw for the Dodgers. I was going to say, yeah, it's been a while for the Dodgers. And he's got a lot of these of these Koufax comparisons between Kershaw and Koufax. Mm-hmm. He's special. We know he's special, but he is... Whew. And this, 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 this two-headed monster, too, the Kershaw, also has a lot of comparisons to Koufax Drysdale yeah. you know, back in the day as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. The... Um, uh, but that him doing it, the 300 pitches, there's been 11 seasons since 95 of 300 strikeouts. He is the first major leaguer, Kershaw, mm-hmm. to finish with above 300 strikeouts since Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling in 2002. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So of those 11, you know, he just got the 11th to 10 before. Five were the unit, obviously. Whew. Three were Schilling and two were... Pedro, the man. Is that true? Two or Pedro? I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That's since ninety five. That's a hell of a that's 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 great company to keep. 
Yeah. Um, Pretty good. Let me... Okay, so so obviously they clinched in San Francisco. They sweep the Padres. Uh, forget this. I know we'd like to recap daily games and stuff like that. That's great. We, they win. They sweep. We know that they've redeemed themselves. Uh, five and two week is a good week, especially after getting swept in Colorado last weekend. Right. We were ready to, you know, throw in the white towel. Okay, maybe not that far. But we were we were panicking a little bit. We knew they were going to clinch, but bad things were happening. Yeah. Better, I, w- I wasn't thinking they were going to get home field for that really? first first series. Yeah, that's one neither, week ago. Neither did I. Getting swept by the rocks, and, and they, they end up finishing. They end up finishing two games ahead of the Mets. Had they tied, the Mets would have had the tiebreaker. So they made sure of it. They finished two games ahead. They did. Uh, let's just move right into the big stuff. Okay. First things first. All right. Kershaw and Granke. We've asked the question all year. Do the Dodgers have enough pitching come playoff time? We know they're facing the Mets. We know exactly who's got what. We can assume that probably have they announced it yet? Kershaw or Granky's going to go first. Either one, they're going one two. I what? don't think they've announced it yet. What do you think about their chances against these New York Mets? I actually think they're going to beat the Mets. I do too. Yeah, and and you know it's funny. I uh, watching the Rockies as much as I am forced to do. Uh, and as much as I enjoy it. Yeah, please. Uh, the Rockies did something cool this weekend in San Francisco. They asked every single player on camera, the, the broadcast team asked every player in the clubhouse, and they played snippets throughout the games, who do you think is going to win all the end-of-season awards, and who do you think is going to win the World Series? And a lot of the Rockies said the Mets. More said the Mets and the Pirates than the Dodgers. Now, the Rockies see the Dodgers all the time, but the Rockies saw the Mets a couple times this year. Mets killed them. But everybody on the Rockies, these players are talking, mm-hmm. saying this pitching staff for the Mets, it hunts anywhere. These guys are legit. That's the thing I'm worried about is Granke and Kershaw are an incredible one, too. But the Dodgers have this ability to lose a lot of games 2-1, to one, it mm-hmm. seems like. That's true. That's <laughs> when, true. The, when the bats go, the bats go. That's, that's the only thing I'm worried about. And in the playoffs, it's pitching. The bats are going to go. Mm-hmm. So, And really, when it... The uh, that does scare me, and the, the depth of their um, staff scares me. Yeah. Not not so much that they're going to pitch any more than three guys in their their um, starting rotation, but the fact that their their uh, starters now they can throw into the pen to bolster their pen, which is also kind of a a down spot. Much much like the Dodgers are, are much better than the Dodgers starters that they're going to use to bolster their pen. Yeah, so it's like. I mean, who's going to be back there? Like, they're going to have Syndergaard coming out in the seventh for him, or is he going to start? He's probably going to start. They're going with the Grom game one, and yeah. then Javi, right? I probably. Believe. And then is it going to be? I mean, Mats has been pitching lights off for them. Mats has been pitching great. I know that they'd probably like to use a lefty, but you're not going to put John Neese in the in those three if you're the Mats. You're, yeah. you're, it's going to be Syndergaard. It's not going to be Cologne. Yeah. God bless him. And, like, how much does that matter, breaking things up with the lefty, especially nowadays with the way, like, the playoffs are? It's like you're going to have a day off between each I don't, game. I don't, think it's like, it's, I don't think it's about breaking up as, as much as it's making putting the Dodgers to a decision. Do you play Jock Peterson? Do you play right. Adrian Gonzalez? He's not going to sit. He's going to face a lefty anyways. But do you like the numbers against him? Do you like the numbers with, like, Corey Seager? Right. Like, how do, you, how do you match up with these guys the right way with a lefty so that it puts a little pressure on Los Angeles? I don't know yeah you know Yasmani Grandal people like that like they got a fair amount of lefty bats in the lineup well if in looking at those matchups uh trying to get the most desirable one and then I look on what I'm matching it up with on my side and it's John Neese 
That doesn't look like a very favorable Exactly. Match. Yeah, that's the thing. And God bless John Nisi threw really well, but when you compare him to the rest of the Mets, he's yeah. he's clearly a fourth, fifth starter. Right. Um, right. For the Dodgers, then, who is your number three? It's Greinke, it's Kershaw, and one, two, three, Wood. I'm going to go with Anderson. The, I know I've been kind of on Wood at this yeah. point, but there's something about they, they have that home field. For the first game in New York, you know, Anderson's just a little more of a grizzled veteran who's been in some uh, playoff games, a little more so than Wood. So I kind of, you know, he has pitched well in the whole body of the year for the Dodgers. I'd give him the the benefit of the doubt, stick him out there in game three. Do you? I mean, Anderson is... Wood came over two months ago, so he's brand new. Mm-hmm. Not new to the league, but he's brand new to the Dodgers. Right. Do you, this sounds weird, but if you win the first two games in Los Angeles, and if you have Grinky and Kershaw going, that's a realistic assumption. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be tough, but that's what you're, that's the goal, and it's realistic to get it. If you win the first two games then, do you reward Anderson, quote-unquote reward him with that game three start? And if he does well, you say, hey, buddy, we're going to keep you on the roster for next round, too. You know, you're going to be our number three starter next round. And you reward him with that, and you say, hey, if we can win it, great. But if we can't, we're up 2-1, and we're in a really good position. I know it's a lot to assume the first two wins, yeah. but you can come as close to an assumption as you can with Granky and Kershaw. Yeah, well, if they don't get those first two wins, exactly. I don't think they get in the series. Yeah. So um, I'm kind of banking on those. So, so let me ask you this, then, because this is interesting. Mm-hmm. If the Dodgers, after two games in L.A., are 1-1 with the Mets— Will they lose the series? Is that do they need to win both of those first two because the other pitchers are so iffy for yeah. Los Angeles? E, I mean, it's going to be an uphill climb, but I mean, you you can pitch those guys three times, yeah. so it's not a bad guy to have. But if you like split and Kershaw's the one who loses. You know, there's still that monkey on his back. You yeah. know, I mean, I mean, unless they lose two one and he throws a gem and all this stuff, but I don't know. Would you go Kershaw game one or would you go Grinky game one? I go back and forth on this. Well, I mean, Grinky started yesterday and Kershaw started today, and the ninth is coming around. You know, in enough time for either one of them. Right. I'd probably go Grinky in game one. I probably would too. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. And just keep them on as normal of a path. I mean, it's an extra day. It's not the fifth day. It's the sixth day for both. Right. But it's just one extra day as opposed to doing Kershaw, and then Granky gets two, two extra days. days so, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I, um, agree with you. I don't know. I think I had a thought about this thing, and I just lost it about going 1-1. I think you go Granky and Kershaw in games 1, 2, 4, 5, and 7. One of them is going to throw 7 if it goes to game 7. Well, the uh, it's only three out of five. Right? Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. So one two. Um, what am I saying? Yeah, yeah. So one two four five is even better. You just need to account for one game. Right. Um, Brett Anderson's going to be my gamer out there. So do you put Wood in the bullpen? Yeah. Do you put Bolsinger in the bullpen, or do you drop him from the roster and get one more late inning reliever? And I don't know if it's Pedro Baez or Yimmy Garcia or Nicasio or whoever the odd reliever out is right. of, of the late inning guys do you add one more late inning guy I think I'd may, maybe I'll hmm, I don't know because I mean it's not like Wood has lit the world on fire and really deserves you know to be that one inning guy and has he pitched no. out of the pen before you know I almost think Bolsinger is 
a better fit for the pen. Ooh, I'm really nervous about Bolsinger. Yeah. I like Wood in the pen just because they don't have the, as good of a lefty presence. I mean, right. Avalon's been not great. Right. JP Howell's true. been fine. That's that's they'll use him. But Avalon's been not great. And then the other guys, Baez, Hatcher, Jansen, Nicasio, Peralta, Garcia, I'm sure I'm forgetting somebody that's seven though, are all righties. They're right. all, you know, really in the playoffs, one inning righties. Yeah, you definitely would be in the pen then. Yeah. yeah. You're gonna have that third lefty in the playoffs. Is right, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, and it's funny we talk about who like is going to start that third game and stuff. Wood, I mean, coming over from the NL East, he knows these Mets pretty good. That's a good point. You know, so like, well, maybe he's the guy. But that being said, maybe they know him well enough too. So. You know, it's funny that Matt Latos came over from the Marlins. Maybe you sign him. He knows oh, the Mets. <laughs> man, use him out of the pen. <laughs> uh, the the other question with this, I just lost my train of thought again because no. I'm thinking about this. Um, you really think Wood, as a lefty, I'm a little, I'm worried. Now, the other thing is the Mets pen, not wonderful. That's the thing. But, you know, as we were touching upon, so say they go DeGrom, Javi, Matt. Yeah. That means they're able to throw Cindergaard back there. Uh, don't they have another youngin who, who's, uh, you know, a pretty good starter on, on uh, maybe I'm just thinking of Wheeler who's injured, but Wheeler is injured. Um, but, they, but is it Nice who fills out their five there? Yeah, and you know maybe Nice can give you something out of the pen. But like they they have basically they're a little bit like the Dodgers where they have like two guys they can rely on at any given time, and then you know a band of arsonists that are just lighting things up. You know? Yeah. So um, it'll it'll be interesting to see. But oh uh, man, to see one of those young flamethrowers coming out in like the seventh or something, and oof, that's gonna. Mm, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. The the bats gotta get going. You know the bats. You gotta work. Gotta get again into that pen early. So yeah. But the bats gotta get going, and the Dodgers need help with the bats. Besides the obvious reasons, only because the Mets today are not the Mets of two months ago, and Cespedes changed that team. Even huge. one, even one Uribe changed that team. Let's be honest. Like that, he didn't do what Cespedes did, but he brought a different dynamic, and then Cespedes completely pushed it over the top. Yeah. So this is not the Mets team from two months ago where they're winning every game one to nothing because they don't hit at all. Right now, it's like, hey, wait a second. You know, every time through the lineup, you got a couple guys who are big boppers, and whether it's Duda who's going to strike out a lot, but he can hit the ball anywhere. Yeah. Or it's Cespedes, who nobody's been able to get out for two months. Yeah. And Duda's actually on a hot streak, and he's yeah. a very streaky hitter, and he's, yeah. he's he's trending the right way right now. He is uh, hitting the hell out of the ball. But, yeah, I think it's just also kind of a change of the culture there, like where they're like, wait, we are buyers here? So it wasn't even really a, a – a, a, when they got the Uribe and they brought it, was kind of a minor deal, but just the fact that they're adding guys at that point in the league, it's you know, to the David Wrights of the team, like, oh my God, we're buyers at the deadline. This is something I haven't experienced here in five or six years. Well, that's it. And like, the David Wrights of the team and the guys who have been there and the fans who've been following them and that the whole LOL Mets idea that like we're waiting for them to screw it up. Huh. Not only did they not screw it up, they ran away with it at the end of the year. And then you've got all these young guys and or new guys like Cespedes who don't know that the Mets screw it up every year like they have in recent history. Right. They don't care. They're new. They're no, here to win. They're right in history. <laughs> this that's is it. a totally different team. Maze and Mets, Circus um, 15. Of the five playoff teams in the National League, though, the Mets are the best draw for the Dodgers. The Cardinals, obviously, are great. The Pirates would have been huge trouble, and the Dodgers have really struggled with them. And the Cubs are sneaky, man. I'm, I'm starting. I'm just going to admit it. I really like Jake Arrieta for the Cy Young. I really do. 
Like up until last week, I was like Zach Granke. Granke's the guy. He's he's the winner. He should have won like twenty five games, and he got all these no decisions at the start of the year. Yeah. If you really look at Arietta's second half numbers, it's stupid. It is stupid. It's stupid. And and like really, if you looked at these three guys, you know, obviously being Arietta, Granke, and Kershaw, and you just isolate their seasons, you know, take the names away, whatever, have you, they probably have like three of the top maybe 20 pitching seasons in the past 30 years. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's like... And part of that is is from the steroid era and the offense era, so of course. But the three seasons that they had... Yeah, the only guy pitching lights out in that era was one, the aforementioned Pedro Martinez. 45, (laughs) baby. That's about right. Shout out. (laughs) But um, the... uh, Yeah, so, I mean, you can't really... If any of those guys gets it, you can't really raise a stink yeah. you know but yeah I, I feel the same way I was grinky grinky and then he didn't make that start because of the calf problem and like Ariana I don't know if he started that same day but he went out and threw his gem <laughs> and then but then grinky throws a gem on Saturday you know so it's like and he's back in the race but I know wins don't mean anything but no listen I was when you get that 20 listen I no 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 I'm big you you, you know me is like sabermetric guy second right. level stats let's right. think better about these stats right for voters for the baseball writers who vote on this stuff they're not you know Neanderthals but they're very slow to react to the new level of statistics they don't like generally speaking they don't like right. war and FIP and all these things mm-hmm. wins matter to them the no-hitter achievement matters to them. Arietta threw the no-hitter in L.A. against the Dodgers. Yeah. Not coincidentally. That's true. Um, that that stuff matters. And the two in front of your wins, the 20 matters, I think, I think stuff like that pushes him over. I also think, and I don't know what day they have to turn in their ballots, but these things don't get announced till November. When do they have to vote? Because if playoffs are ever a factor for them, or are they sending their ballots in now? You know, that was always, in all the sports, a little kind of shady because they say, I believe, it, the ballots are turned in towards the end of the regular season. Yeah. But then I've seen where, oh, this guy who had a good playoff kind of got the tie break over this guy, you know, and it's like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. And, you know, when they look, when they are looking for tiebreakers between Granky and Arietta, because even though it is a three-horse race, it's probably going to be between those two guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, Kershaw's had his fill. His mantle is, you know, got plenty on it. But um, does it come down to the fact that the Dodgers won their division and Chicago's just a wild-card team, third in their division? I don't think so because of how good that division was. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, we should say this, too. A legitimate contender who absolutely will not win is Mark Melanson for Pittsburgh. He had an insane season as a closer for them, yeah, well, um, and he'll probably finish fourth. But he, you have to do you have to be special as a closer to win, and it's not the year for that. Yeah, uh, that's an Eck type, yeah, yeah, you know, or or, or you, Eric Gagne. You can win. Yeah, that's right, Eric Gagne. <laughs> Man, I remember like during the Gagne years, I was living in San Francisco and dating this girl who was a huge Giants fan, <laughs> and I had like kind of a little beard here and glasses and would wear baseball hats. She's like. She's like, I don't, I don't know if I can see anybody. I look too much like <laughs> Eric Gagne. Uh, but uh, naturally, that relationship plummeted. But um, the, yeah, I think that you have to really have an exceptional year to win as a reliever. You guys get yeah. the Rolades relief, man. Congratulations on that. But Cy Young is for a starter, you know. Just like I really find it hard to pull the trigger on giving a, a starter the MVP, but. I agree with you. I don't think a pitcher should win the MVP. I think this year you could have two pitchers in Granky and Arietta who finish in like top five, top yeah, eight. You're right. 
but no, I don't think a pitcher should almost... You'd have to have a truly historical year to win an MVP. If we were to see a pitcher win 28 games right. sometime, then you know 30 for sure if you had a Denny McLean year. But nobody's going to win 30 anymore in, no. in modern baseball. No. But if for some reason somebody won 30 games... That's probably an MVP season. Somebody goes twenty six and zero with a one and a half ERA. That's an MVP season. Yeah. Uh, but no, these guys aren't doing it. But they will finish top five. You know, baseball writers are different than baseball internet people. <laughs> There's a generational gap here. Yeah, Kershaw finished pretty high in the MVP last year, didn't he? Um, I think so. Yeah. Who won the National League MVP last year? Uh, it wasn't Kutch. McCutcheon was two years ago, correct? I believe so. Am I crazy? Mm. Was he in 2013? I thought he was. Tw- I thought McCutcheon was 2013. 2013. Okay. So who's 2014? Let's look it up. <laughs> oh yeah, let's do it. It's going to be a guy, and we're going to say, "Oh, of course." Oh man, he, he hit 58 home runs. We forgot about him. No, it won't be like that. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, so are we in agreement on Arietta? What about this rookie of the year? Because if you had ended the award in about, I mean, we're gonna, we're gonna have a wrap up show that we're gonna discuss this stuff. I know, but I'm just thinking about it now. Yeah, I, I'm just I, thinking about it now. In the moment, you know? because we already know the playoffs are here. We know what's going on. The week went exactly as we expected the week to go. Dodgers split in Los An- or in San Francisco, and they sweep uh, the Padres, who were playing for nothing and didn't do anything. And they showed up like it. Um, let me see. Last year, oh. Clayton Kershaw won the MVP he did, right? last year. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So uh Stanton finished second, close second, Andrew McCutcheon was third, Jonathan Lucroy for the Milwaukee Brewers was fourth. Yeah. Troy Tulowitzki twenty fifth. Justin Morneau twenty third. Huh. Wow. How about that? Uh of the top twenty five. Wait, wait, Justin Morneau was twenty third in he, MVP voting? He won it? the batting title in twenty fourteen. Huh. Uh top twenty five, in case you're wondering in the NL, this is a good thing. Top twenty five MVP voting in the National League in two thousand fourteen. There are Adam Wainwright, Clayton Kershaw who won it. Uh let me see, Johnny Cueto. Uh I think there's one more. Nope. That's it. Three pitchers in the top twenty five. Three pitchers in the top twelve. Right. Really. So it's either if you have a monster year or maybe there isn't that no no hitters really blowing it up. This year, you know? I mean, I, I think Bryce Harper blew it up and will certainly win it. But you can make the case if people feel like the MVP is almost kind of a team award based on how your team does. Nationals faded. The other candidates, like Nolan Arenado, bad team. Paul Goldschmidt, bad team. Um, you know, Yoannis Cespedes didn't play in the NL long enough. So maybe you say, eh, I'll put a pitcher in the mix. Pitcher, yeah. yeah maybe. But I think they're going to give it to Bryce. Yeah. Because, I mean, at least his team is over 500, even if that's just Bailey these days. And, you know, they were kind of in the mix for five out of the six months of the season. And, and, and how just... bad would they have been without him? Right. You know. Right. Uh, okay, so back to the Dodgers. I guess we can get focused up on this again. Dodgers. Um, first things first, Enrique Hernandez is back. Yesiel Puig is back. Good and good. Yesiel Puig has a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. He can run again. I think that's great. Do you put him on the playoff roster? Yes. Do you put Enrique on the playoff roster? Yes. Who do you leave off the playoff roster? I don't know. Who does that leave off? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do you leave off Jock? Do you leave off Jimmy Rollins? Do you trust Corey Seager enough right now to just let him have it? Or I think you probably put Rollins and Utley on the playoff roster. Yeah, I mean, we, we got to come in under 25, right? Yeah. 
But remember, you're only going to really put three starting pitchers. You're going to add a bullpen guy. So you've got like another spot or two there. Right, right. Um, Who do you leave off then? Because in outfield, do you leave off Ruggiano? Do you leave off Scott Van Slyke? Do you leave off Carl Crawford? He's got to be on the playoff roster. He's going to be on the playoff roster. Um, I think maybe a Vance Light could be left off for this one. Yeah. Um, you know, because outfield, you got to think we're going, you know, Ethier and in center, sure. maybe Kiki. Although that bomb the jock hit today was it's like. He's Ooh. hitting 210, man. <laughs> I know, I know. He can't do it. <laughs> so maybe Jock is even left off. But it's nice to have that big stud bat that can get you a home run when you need it. It's, and it's good to have a lefty bat off the bench. Because yeah. if you put Carl Crawford in left and Ethier in right starting, and then let's say you put Kike in center. Right. Um, That's what I think they should do. Which would make sense. Then you have that one lefty bat off the bench. Jock can play all three if you ever need to pinch hit or whatever. Right. And he can certainly pinch hit late for, for Kike. Yeah. You're risking him striking out in a big situation, but he could hit the home run. That's what you're hoping for. Right. Uh, we'll see. And I think Corey Seager probably starts at shortstop. Am I crazy? No, he should be. He, I mean, <laughs> if Mattingly rolls J-roll out there, oh, that would be so sad. <laughs> I mean, Seager's your best player right now. So J- so you're telling me that J-roll and Utley are going to sit on the bench to start the playoffs? Because obviously Howie Kendrick's going to play second base. Yes. And I love having, I guess, Utley has impressed me more of a, as a pinch hitter uh, than, than J-Roll has had, but I like having those, you know, veterans that come in as a pinch hitter, you know? J-Roll's like, hitting two twenty six this year, getting on base 28% of the time. That's not enough. He'd be one of my candidates to be left off if it came down to a numbers game because Seager is that good, and, you know, he's not a liability defensively where you would have to come, you know, do a defense replacement with him at the end, and... He's just playing so well, like, and it's youthful exuberance. You know, it's like you just, you just don't mess with them and you just let them out there. You know, it's like I think I made this point last week, but Xander Bogats when he kind of came up in September in the O thirteen Sox, it was just he got on a roll and it was just like, okay, don't bother him, and he was very instrumental for them in that World Series. And you cut your teeth at that point when you're this young. You cut your teeth in the right. playoffs. If you fail. You're a rookie. You probably should fail. You can learn from this and do better next year. Exactly. If you don't exactly. fail, hey, wait a second. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's a great resume builder for him. And the Dodgers going in the playoffs next year and the year after are saying, hey, we'll never have to worry about him. He's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. And, he, and he is. I mean, he's legit. So I guess we'll see. Seager ends up having a really nice year. Um, the thing I like the most about him is he's walking a lot. He's striking out like what you'd expect for a rookie. It's not crazy, but he's not, you know. Um, but he's walking a lot, which tells me that he's he's taking a page out of Jock's book and he's patient and he's not overmatched, you know, by and large overall. That's what's really impressed me with him. His command of the strike zone as such a young player is really uh, impressive. He, he's he's mature beyond his years in there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I hope they don't do something foolish like not play him. But, uh, Alex Guerrero is going to get left off. Obviously, they're only going to go with two catchers, so no Barnes, no Austin Barnes. Um, yeah, I mean, you could even set it from there. Two catchers, four infielders, that's six. I think your extra infielders are Rollins and Utley, that's eight, with Turner playing third, of course. You got Crawford, nine, Kike, ten, uh, Ethier, eleven. Outfielder 12 is probably Puig. Outfielder 13 is probably Peterson. They got 12 spots for pitchers. That's three starters, 14, 15, 16, and nine in the bullpen. 
I think they're gonna. You can get away with eight. In the bullpen, you probably right? can. So, so, so Ruggiano so, saying. I was I mean, gonna say Ruggiano have Ruggiano or somebody mashing. I mean, yeah. lefties. You know, it's like since he came over to the Dodgers, he's hitting like three forty versus lefties. It's like you gotta have a guy like that off yeah. the bench, especially you know? because you're looking at three left-handed outfielders in Peterson, Ethier, and Crawford. Mm-hmm. So that would that would be smart. Um, and then you have enough infield coverage with Rollins and Utley for second, third, and short, and really first if something happened. And if something happened, Kike could come in. Yeah, play, you know. Yeah, that's why it's like if it came to J. Roll being a guy that was left off, I'd be kind of fine with it, just because I like Utley's bat better in a, a pinch hitting role. Yeah, and you could probably cover the you know being the utility guy with Kike. And I also trust as much as I have blasted J. Roll on this show. You have to trust veterans to a certain extent. Is that my Twitter coming in? In the playoffs. No, oh. it's, sadly oh. it's not Twitter. Oh. Oh. You <laughs> you have to trust ve- veterans specifically in the playoffs to a certain extent because it's a different monkey. If Corey Seager kills it, if Jock Peterson turns it on because he's young and he doesn't know any better, great. This mm-hmm. is what you're hoping for. Mm-hmm. But you got to trust guys like Crawford, like Rollins, like Utley, like Agon who have been there before. And if Corey Seager opens the first two games in Dodger Stadium against the Mets and goes – 0 for 9 with 7 strikeouts Jimmy Rollins is like I gotcha yeah. you know I yeah. Jimmy Rollins is not what he once was but he's not going to come up scared he's not going to start pressing in the playoffs because he's been there so many times yeah and you know this is why you bring these guys in too you know these character guys so this is what happens when you're a uh, you know 15 year vet in the league and your skip tells you you're starting out on the bench Show the show the men how to take that, you yeah. know. And he's a consummate professional. He's going to do that. Did you see uh, J Roll today in the uh, Tommy Lasorda shirt? No, I didn't. Oh yeah, he 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 went out and uh, made the pitching changes. He went out pulled Kershaw. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for a guy who's been here such a short time, he's a guy that really endears himself to, he gets to the it. team. Yeah, he yeah. gets it. He's a stud. I think I don't know if we've but talked about this yet, but just I think don't play him. The spot for him next year is Oakland. Have we mentioned this? Have we talked about this? You you've been mentioning that, but I'm all. I about, have some other workings going on with Billy Bean about getting Sonny Gray. So <laughs> I'm all about J. Roll going home to Oakland. Marcus Semyon's been a disaster defensively for them. Leads the league in errors. Uh, and, let, and they're so like they feel such a void after they got rid of Addison Russell that yeah. they don't have that stud shortstop. That would have been it. And you have to have a stud shortstop now in the American League. Yeah. In order to, <laughs> order to, you know, um, although I, I'm seeing all the shortstop offensive numbers generally across baseball are down. You know, because Tulo had a down year. Some of the major shortstops had down years. Some of the other ones are just gone. Some of the other ones aren't playing short anymore. Like A Rod hadn't played short in a couple of years. Right. Right. Uh, so the shortstop OPS numbers are down. And I think that was pretty much predicted coming yeah. into this season. If anything, halfway through the year when you got the Correas and the Lindors introduced to the league and they just needed no adjustment period, they just picked it up right away. You know, I mean, that. so it, where we are now is leaps and bounds where we are OPS-wise for short stops at the beginning of the year. You yeah. Because now it really looks like a position of strength going forward in the AL anyways. No, but that's the next era. That's the next era of, you know, 20 years ago when it was A-Rod and Jeter and no more Garcia Parra and, you know, all these other guys. This is that next era of that. And they probably don't – Correa and Lindor aren't the same players. Maybe they don't have quite as much power as, like, freaking A-Rod did at shortstop. Right. But that's the next era of young guys. And Corey Seager's in that conversation. Yeah. 
And I think that maybe there was, I know we mentioned Bogarts before, and he did have, even though he was a stud in that World Series, the next year was kind of a down year for him. They even were kind of knocking his defense. He played a little bit of third base, you know. And so um, so there could be that sophomore slump for these guys that have come on and lit the world on fire. I'm thinking specifically Lindor and Korea, but... Um, I hope there isn't. I hope there just. Well, I kind of hope there is for the American League. Just being a Red Sox <laughs> fan, but you know, Seager hit away, baby. I think Seager will hit away next year only because nobody's seen him enough. What does right. he have? A hundred at bats? What is a hundred and ten at bats or something? Nobody's seen him quite enough yet to make the adjustment. And maybe in the middle of next year, he really struggles and and does what Jock does. Right. Starts the first half okay and then falls off the table. Right. But people haven't seen him enough. And that's a, precisely why you got to start him out yeah. there. You know, take advantage of that. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Don't, um, don't wait. Don't wait for them to get a book on him. So he's sick. How deep? How deep? I know how you, deep you, you get this love? question a lot. Yes. How deep? Wow. Wow. Will the Dodgers go in the playoffs? Predict it now. Give me the National League now. You want me to break down some brackets for you? Wild card play-in game, Cubs or Pirates? Your After Buzz TV predictions. There you go. <laughs> we have we have yeah. on the entertainment side of After Buzz. We do predictions oh. for every episode of every show, and so we'll throw that up there, doing a little wow. predictions on Dodgers. Rap. I love that our engineer didn't fall asleep. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I would say uh, Pirates over the Cubs. Okay, uh, just because you're going to go against Jake Arrieta. I'm going against Jake Arrieta Woo. because I think Garrett Cole is no slouch. That's true, and uh, I just think that. The Pirates, they kind of have that made it and lost, made it and lost. Now they're ready to get over the hump. So I don't think they're going to lose in that, that first game. I trust the Pirates' bullpen a little bit more, too. Yeah. Pirates have a real good, like, no-name, besides Melanson, like a no-name bullpen. They do. Those guys have had Tony great Watson. Couple, yeah, Tony Watson and people like that. Yeah. Those guys have had a couple real good years. Akiti's um, Camadero. And I like, and it's not just because he had success at the end with the Rockies, but, man, Clint Hurdle, I don't, I like him a lot. Joe Madden, I love. Yeah. But Clint Hurdle knows what the hell he's doing. He's underrated real solid. <laughs> yeah. I just love Clint Hurdle because he has that face that says, I just finished the thirty pack of beer. Let's manage a game. You know, <laughs> I just real. You know, I just I pull for guys like that. He's one of those guys. Like I talk sabermetrics and we talk numbers and stuff. He is he is the opposite. He is like grit gamer. Like like let's just go out and let's you know give a hundred and ten percent. Yeah. And like most guys, you'd roll your eyes at and say, okay, he's a gamer, whatever, coach. Hurdle man, you're like Skip. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I love him. You got uh, to get the players to play. And, so you know that isn't by showing them a lot of numbers. It's about being a guy that's been around the league. And I don't disagree with yeah. you. Yeah, I don't you disagree. Gotta have with the you. right mix. Um, now, next up, that first real round of the playoffs in the National League. Mm-hmm. Dodgers, you're on record saying Dodgers will beat the Mets. I think they are going to. Yeah. Cardinals, Pirates. I think the Pirates take them this year. <laughs> Yep. Wow. Yep. Midnight has struck on the Cardinals. Ooh. Finally, their injuries catch up to them. You know? All right. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. You like the Cots? I like... It's going to get me a lot of crap, but okay. I like the Mets. Oh, boy. And I like the Cards. So Mets and Cods, uh, the Pirates beating the uh, Cubs in the Wild Act? I've got, I'll do the Pirates beating the Cubs, too, okay. and then Cards over Pirates. Cards over Pirates. So at this point in the NLCS, you've got Pirates and Dodgers. Who goes to the World Series? Pirates. I've got Cardinals. 
Yeah, well, I mean, they're they're, they're not a bad pick. I mean, they're the <laughs> win a hundred games the, NL <laughs> the whole year. You know, why to why? So, you know, not a bad pick. And it, you know, it just seems like they do have one of those teams that once someone goes down, another guy steps up. You know, I think we talked about it last week about Carlos Martinez, a guy that you thought you know was going to be a starter for them. Now he's not going to be a starter, and they just go and just. Who do they put in now? Like a Jamie Garcia or a Lance Lynn? You know, a legitimate dude. Just full in farm. And then, oh, well, that means one of those guys can't go back and bolster the boy pen. Oh, who do we have? Oh, we form a side young winner. Adam Wainwright's going to come back and join the pen. So, I mean, they just. They just really just go about very businesslike through the regular season, and it's always that next man up mentality. And Matheny's just got the right demeanor, you know. He's just got the right demeanor for that, and it's just another uh, example of what, the catches make the best managers. Yeah, you know? I will say too though about the Cardinals. Any other year, they would have coasted, and I would have worried about them in the playoffs because they had been coasting for a month. Yeah. They couldn't coast this month. The Pirates were too close, the Cubs were too close, and they never got to coast. They were playing because they had to win up until like the last couple of days. They did. They did try and coast there. Yeah, first, and they dropped that that eight out of ten, and yeah. then they was just like. It kind of re-upped them there at the, the beginning of September, mid-September, where they dropped eight out of ten. It was like, oh, we could be caught. And so they kind of stepped it up. And they almost got caught. To them. I yeah. mean, the Pirates almost caught them for a while until mm-hmm. very at the very end they faded a little bit. One uh, injury that might be tough to bounce back from is Jose Molina. Y- Yadier Molina? You, Yadier, excuse me. <laughs> Jose, Which uh, Molina? Um, well, maybe that. Maybe, is is they going to bring him out of retirement? Which is you know? Benji, it's Yadier. Is Jose the third? Who's the third? Is it Jose? Ho- Jose? Well, okay. Yeah. All right. Benji, Jose, and then Yadier, I believe. And then there's the younger one. There's another one, right? There's a fourth. I, that's news to, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I believe there's another one <laughs> that's that's in the minors or something. Um, uh, who do you like in the World Series then? Well, the Pirates, obviously. And uh, we're going to break down the AL. You know who I'm going to say? The Rangers? Yeah. Yeah. The Rangers. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why the Rangers aren't a bad pick. Even the Astros might not be a bad pick. Look at the teams that have won the World Series recently. This doesn't happen every year, but look at even the Royals last year. Mm. Or the Giants last year. It's teams who were fighting all year, who were coming second. And the Rangers didn't come in second, but the Rangers had to overtake everybody at the very end. Mm-hmm. And it's teams who needed every damn win, and they go into the playoffs rolling. Right. You know, sometimes, as much as I think the Cardinals are legit and the best team in baseball, top to bottom this year, right. there's something to be said for some of these teams that have been scrapping and clawing for months and are now in the playoffs, and what do they do? The same thing they've been doing. Exactly. And I believe that, you know, and that's exactly what I look for. The team that has been playing playoff baseball for the past two or three weeks as opposed to just going in there fresh, you know, they're already hungry. Now, uh, and so at the Astros got in, huh? The mm-hmm. A's. Angels are done. Angels are done. Yeah. They made a run at it, though. They did. I mean, you got to give them credit. The Angels had a terrible first month, a yeah. pretty bad last month, but, hey, they were they were there. A, a season where their GM resigns yeah. and they still had a shot going into the last day. If you're not an Angels fan, I mean, you're not yeah. happy. But, like, it could have been a yeah. lot worse. And, like, let me put it this way. I would have liked them let me because put, they were exactly. winning going in. And let me put it this way. If you're an Angels fan and you're a little disappointed, mm-hmm. you could be the Mariners. Right. You could be the Mariners. The Mariners should have been a playoff team. Everybody, that was like a sexy pick for, like, World Series, and the Mariners are going to yeah. be good. Felix Hernandez and Robinson Cano. Mariners, and, Nationals. And I like I love the Mariners and the Nationals, and both those teams just crapped out Not in different ways. Not but the Mar- in the playoffs. Mariners were never there, and... 
Did you see that trout catch though? I mean, yeah. Oh my god! And that seemed to like turn. I think they had won a couple in a row, but then they won like the next five or six after he made that yeah. catch. So it's like that's what you want out of your leader. It's like okay, this is an uncatchable ball. I'll catch this. Let's rip off six straight and get into the playoffs. They didn't quite finish the deal, but they'll they'll be heard from next year. They will. I think they absolutely will. So you've got uh, Rangers and Pirates, and you've got the Rangers winning it all. Pirates. Oh, finally. I've got, Finally, the sons of Bill Madlock will take it home. <laughs> I've got Rangers and Cardinals, and I will say the Rangers win it You're all. putting the Rangers in there, too? Yeah. Really? Yes. What we just talked about. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, okay. Houston's, that's who I'm probably rooting for. Those are my predictions, but yeah. Houston is who I'm rooting for. Oh, Houston I mean, be a lot of fun. so exciting. Yeah, Houston I mean, be a lot of fun. And they'd be, they're, they're a tough matchup, you know what I mean? Because they can beat you with the long ball and they run. Now, you know? I, I would be remiss if I didn't say this, though. Okay. Um, neither one of us, we're doing the Dodgers Rap 360 here on AfterBuzz TV and AfterBuzzTV.com, and neither one of us has the Dodgers going past the NLCS. Uh, true. And but, I don't have I them mean, past the NLDS. We have but. to be honest, you know, with and with the, our uh, listening faithful, as dwindling as they are. Um, but <laughs> They're I all mean, turn it off right now. You know, I mean, it's it, it still should be considered a pretty good year for the Dodgers if they do, in fact, win a playoff series. You know, it's like, hey, yeah, boy, you, you're stepping in the right direction, you know? I think it's too tough in almost... 99.999% of situations if you win a playoff series your year was a success yeah. it's, there's levels of success like you want to win the World Series and you definitely failed on a level if you don't win it mm. but it's too damn tough the Nationals proved it the Mariners proved it it is too damn tough in baseball to get there in the first place yeah. to get past a play-in game because the Cubs or the Pirates are going to one of those teams is not going you know past tomorrow past right. Tuesday right. Um, it's too damn tough if you win a playoff series if you get to the championship series of your league yeah. you had a damn good season definitely and I mean even if you it's a 162 game season it's a long season if you win your division you should be proud of that too but that being said, the Dodgers, this is their third straight NL West win. Yeah. So it's like it's about time for them to make that next step and at least play for the pennant. Yeah. You know, that is the logical next step. And then, you know, you give Granky $300 million and you make a run at it next year. And, I mean, you get to that series, you get to the playoffs. This is what you want to do. You get to the playoffs, you got a shot. Right. And then it's just survive in advance. You win a division series, great. You got a shot. Yeah. Take the shot. If it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. Now, the reason it won't happen if it doesn't, neither one of us think it will, Pitching, I would imagine. Pitching. You don't have enough pitching behind Greinke and Kershaw. Right. You're going to get exposed more in that seven-game series than you would in a five, and you don't have enough relief pitching. Now, unless somebody, you know, Jim Johnson's not going to be on that playoff roster. Unless, God, you had, no. <laughs> unless you had somebody come out of nowhere besides Kenley Jansen, and I would love to see it. I just, I'm pessimistic about it. Yeah. No, that's going to be the, the, the trick in the arm for sure. I mean, we've been doing this show for whatever, you know, most of the season. And Every week we talk about it. Yeah, and it's a third starter emerging and bullpen arms past, you know, Jansen emerging. And we don't have that answer yet. So hopefully it's a situation where we got a bunch of gamers out there that haven't emerged until the lights get the brightest and then they really show their stuff. Who knows, you know? I think that's going to be Corey Seager. He'll hit enough where they don't need a bullpen, yeah. <laughs> at least in the Mets series. Um, looking ahead, last thing I'm going to ask, and again, for the folks at home, we're going to last recap. Last thing I'm going to answer. <laughs> we're going to recap everything in the playoffs. So we'll be back next Sunday. We'll be back 
The Sunday after that, we'll be back as long as however long they're in it. Um, and right. then the final week after the season, whenever it ends, we'll be back for an extra show recapping the year and looking to the future. But I do want to ask you this now. Okay. Because we're kind of talking about this third starter thing we do every week. Who who can they go get this winter to bolster this third starter situation? Because Bolsinger, Anderson, serviceable fourth and fifth guys, Woods, serviceable fourth and fifth guy, none of them are the third starter. Is it Cueto? Is it Price? Is it Mike Leak? Like, who is the realistic guy they go get this winter? Assuming they re-sign Granke, which they probably will, but it's going to cost them a lot of money. Yeah. So that's, that's going to be first order of business. Yeah. Getting Granky back in the fold. And so when you pay yourself of seven years, three hundred million, whatever it takes to get him done, uh eight years, three hundred mil. <laughs> Shocking numbers. <laughs> but uh then you move to the next and like I know that the Dodgers have money to burn and all that stuff, but are you gonna go after another frontline guy, you know, to be in that third hole, you know? I could see it maybe going after a guy like Leak, because then you take him away from the Giants being able to resign him, you yeah. know, and you bolster yourself. You know, but I think they really have to address the bullpen and, uh, you know, spend some money on that. Go out and look at the guys that had good setup years for crappy teams and give them, you know, a 50% raise and pluck them from these teams. That's what you got to do. Um, because... Now that we're past the steroid area, we're coming back into more of a pitching and defense things. And that pitching that you need to make it happen, that goes past numbers one and two in the order. you got to get better depth, and you have to be able to pitch out of the pen. So, um, And, you, you know, if you can get a guy that can close some games too and take that stuff, uh, uh, some wear and tear off of Henley. Henley? Henley? Uh, Kenley? Excuse me? Hello. I'm all Hanley'd and Kenley'd out. <laughs> it's the end of the year. I think, too, I really like Cueto. I really like Leak. I like a righty because Julio Urias is coming quick. Right. Um, and, and, and if you can go lefty-righty, lefty-righty with Granky, Kershaw, Urias, and maybe some righty like Leak or Cueto, and with Cueto, you're buying a little bit lower than you would have. He's going to command That's a lot of true. money. Yes. But he had a bad year this year, the second half. So you're going to come buy a little bit lower than you could have. So Still going to be a lot of money. There's also David Price out there, and there's going to be a lot of guys. There's uh, Chen from Baltimore. We just talked about him on Red Sox rap. That's a lefty who is going to be available as a free agent. That's a good pickup. Some of the national guys are going to become available. And, oh, by the way, Hunjin Ryu, uh, theoretically, would be healthy next year. That's Shoulder true. injuries, you never know. You hope he's healthy, though, for his career's sake. Might be might be a free agent that's not technically a free agent. It's like you're picking up a free agent because you get the guy back after a year. Right. We'll Alex see. Wood, with the spring training under his belt with the Dodgers, he could be a different guy, too. Not a bad fifth starter. All right, that's it. We'll be back next Sunday for uh, playoff baseball. And we will have our A game on because the playoffs here at AfterBuzz. We just, the lights get brighter. They literally turn these lights brighter and we come to play. I looked right into the light and now I'm blind. <laughs> you don't have a Twitter. I do. I'm that's at true. Bobby Demuro. Uh, we'll be back next Sunday for more Dodgers Rap 360. You can tweet me in the meantime. We'll see you guys a week from today, 6 p.m. Pacific. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.